0: Sometimes there's more than one way to get things done. Obviously, you don't have to only select one thing Mm -hmm. if you want. For a long time, we've just done one thing, Mm -hmm. and we've recently come to the realization that "Eh, maybe we should diversify things a little bit and start experimenting with some other ways to generate deals as well. Welcome to Turning Profit, a podcast for people that love real estate. Learn the business models and skills that professional real estate investors use to make money and build wealth. Visit turningprofit.com for a wealth of investor resources. And now, here are your hosts, Pete and Heather Reese. Welcome to the Turning Profit Podcast, Heather. It's so great to be here once again.
1: I know. We need to someday know what number we're on.
0: It's 46... 47-ish, something something like that. We're getting close to actually a year. Isn't that amazing?
1: We we are. Yeah, 52 is a year. You know, these are really, it's easy to talk about this. Mm -hmm. That's why it just kind of goes by like, you know, I I don't really think about it because it's just easy to talk about. But what are we talking about today?
0: Well, today is all about leads, how to generate leads and then ultimately deals in the land flipping business. So I've got a bunch of ways that you can actually generate leads and deals, and uh, we're going to cover every one of them one by one.
1: Every one of them.
0: Well, everyone I can think of. Okay. Everyone that I know of that's out there. Now, you know, I'm sure there's some hidden tactics or things that people are doing to generate deals. These are obviously the main ones and the ones that you could build systems around mm-hmm. in order to make that repeatable. And, and good, good for them. Good for them, yes.
1: I like that when we talk about all these, our goal is like to kind of spur that like creativity in you too. Mm-hmm. Like you can go with the tried and true when we talk about what we think works, what doesn't work. And or what, what
0: we know works Right, exactly, we do it.
1: exactly. Yep. Um, but hopefully it does kind of spur... Like, oh, wait a minute, they said this.
0: Yeah, sometimes there's more than one way to get things done. And obviously you don't have to only select one thing Mm -hmm. if you want.
1: That's actually probably the secret.
0: That, that probably is a secret. Now, for a long time, we've just done one thing, and we've recently come to the realization that eh, maybe we should diversify things a little bit and start experimenting with some other ways to generate deals as well. So we're, we'll be talking about all that today. And obviously, I think this is one of the most valuable things that you can learn how to do in the land flipping business, because if you don't have leads, if you don't have deals coming in, the train grinds to a halt. Right, it really does. Well,
1: we talked about that too in the past because we did a cross country road trip. So I was mm. like, okay, don't send any any, don't try to get any leads so that you're not working them while we're gone. Because I wanted like a real vacation, and then we realized that the amount of time it took to get back up and going was like double. Had we, you know, what I mean, like that yeah. was. So the whole key is to always have leads like because a lead starts here and it gets to this part and it gets to this part so it doesn't just jump from here to like
0: yeah to close deal and, and money right. in your pocket yeah right. there's a little bit of a process and we're gonna mm-hmm. actually gonna go through all those steps real quickly as well in this episode of the podcast but uh, i think you had a couple things you wanted to talk about first before we jump into the main topic today right yeah you
1: know we've done a bunch of episodes on like how to find a good agent and stuff mm, like that yes. and i thought this was like really, i say it's really funny because it didn't happen to me and okay. i guess i'm older so i can like find humor and things but our <laughs> daughter, you know, um, our two oldest do land flipping and they had a couple properties actually they wanted to sell an estate and that we actually had a, have something that we wanted to sell. So mm-hmm. she took the lead on trying to find a new agent in this area. And she was persistent, right? Like she... Like they, she was kind of getting blown off mm-hmm. and I without getting into too many reasons, I understand. I mean, actually I don't understand, but I, I know why, you know, I think people blow off younger people, people just blow off people all the time. And I think a lot of times they, re- hopefully they realize like, whoa, that could have actually led to a lot of money. But anyway, so she gets this, she's following up with them she gets this response back. And I asked her if we could talk about this by the way. So, and instead of responding back to her, the agent forwards her an email that was like that she was talking to another agent about it. Yeah,
0: it was some sort of email error. So basically yeah. she got forwarded an email that should have been only an internal email between
1: those two people, two
0: agents on the same uh-huh. team or something. But what
1: did she say? The, the agent said she
0: said she goes, this chick is relentless.
1: Uh-huh. That was, all. you know, instead of like she was asking her daughter all these questions, our daughter was getting back to her and everything. And in her mind, she either thought she was a scammer or just...
0: She was a pest, I guess, in their minds. Mm -hmm. And uh, obviously, they didn't want the business enough, so our daughter politely responded. Learned a lesson. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, she learned a lesson that, uh, you know, sometimes... People, I, I, I guess the lesson is that you don't want to work with everyone, and these people quickly identified themselves as not some someone you want to work with.
1: I guess what I was shocked on is the unprofessionalism mm-hmm. because along this, whole, she pretty much stringed her on mm-hmm. for a, lo- a while. All she should have said was, "Hey, I'm not interested," or, or exactly,
0: yeah, it's business. You know, if you don't want to do the deal, uh-huh. if you don't want to do the do any business uh-huh. together, just tell the other person, right? But, but in this case, you know, and I told I told her daughter, I'm like, "Hey, that's actually a very good compliment." If called me relentless mm-hmm. i'd be like oh thanks like you know i i pride myself in that
1: right right exactly <laughs> yeah. and also it was a good lesson in or, or i guess i hate that blessing but like she got to know ahead of time how this person would right. protect herself
0: right so obviously it's a condescending term she's saying this chick is blah 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 she could have said anything but it's just funny that uh mm-hmm. anyhow there's all kinds of agents out there you want to find the really good ones instead of situations like that so yeah. we're not going to obviously tell you who this is or anything like that maybe we should no <laughs> Yeah, you can
1: message me. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, I mean, I believe in giving people second chances. So hopefully this person also learned a lesson. Yeah, first of all, be professional. And don't be rude. But and you also lost a lot of money. Yeah. <laughs> Have a nice day. Yeah. So that was there something else that I was going to talk There was something about? else. Yes, I know what it was. What? You didn't really want me. Well, you did not want me to bring it up, but you were like the timing for this episode dropping might not mm. be best because what I'm going to talk about might not be available by the time this is dropped. Right. So I don't want to be like all oh, like, here's all this. But I do want you to talk about it anyways, because I'm super excited about it. Go ahead. Take yeah,
0: away. well, we we actually last week we had a major announcement in our community and it's our announcement for our first mentorship program which is called The Gauntlet. And it's called <laughs> The Gauntlet because it's an 8-week intensive mentorship program and it's not for everyone, but it's for those people that don't really have much going on yet. They don't have their land business set up, land flipping business set up, but it's taking them from From whatever point they are to having a fully set up land flipping business and bringing in leads by the end of the eight week period. So it's called the gauntlet because there's a lot of stuff that has to happen in that eight weeks. But it's a, it's a really cool program in that I'm, there's a lot of involvement for me. I'm doing a weekly instruction, and I'm also doing a separate weekly Q&A call. We've got an accountability coach that's going to be meeting with you each week to keep you on track. We've got a whole checklist of things that need to be done each week in order to keep you on track to hit your goals. And our whole focus is to make sure that you actually meet that, that goal. And, uh, you know, a lot of these things, I notice a lot of people getting stuck in that area, the setup <laughs> stuff. And the crazy part is, this setup stuff, most of it's just one-time stuff. You know, it might be tweaked over time or whatever, but it's something you have to set up one time, and then you're through it, mm-hmm. you know? But or you, or you have get, to get through it one time to really understand how to do something, then you got it, you People know?
1: get paralyzed on those steps, though. Right. But also, it's called the gauntlet, because the gauntlet. it is, um, we're, it, it's, What's um, what I'm looking for. It's, um...
0: It's consistent with our land conquest Thank branding. You. Yes, yes, that's exactly what I was trying uh-huh. to get.
1: At. And we want to expand your realm of possibility. Yes, your exactly. Realm isn't that part realm? of like the sure. land conquest yes. stuff too? Yeah. So we named it that because we're kind of keeping that same energy going. We want mm-hmm. you to be everything that you would have needed if when you were starting from zero to get to now. Exactly.
0: In I, eight you know, weeks as I was kind of flying behind. I, I yeah. bought a I bought a course from someone, and I was kind of I did the self study stuff on there, but uh, there was a lot of holes for me. And I had to figure a lot of this stuff out on my own. Took me, took me a while. I could have avoided a lot of the mistakes I made. And a lot of the mistakes I made were actual real monetary mistakes that, that happened that uh, are, are definitely avoidable. So,
1: Do I still tease you about them?
0: I mean, we've talked about them before, how I've made some major mistakes on our first mailing and things like that. Oh, yeah. I should bring so, that up more often. And, and that's real money. Like, that's <laughs> – I should have held it over my head. Yeah. I mean, that's real money that was just right. like, you know, might as well just lit it up and, you know –
1: Right. You learned a lot. So now you can at least share what you learned in that. Mistakes right. And, others. and my
0: focus, my true focus on all of this and the whole team that's going to be working together on the gauntlet and our gauntlet uh, community is that we're going to be focused completely on the success of our students. Like that's mm-hmm. our goal. Like the success, everything else. It doesn't matter. We want to see you succeed and get to that get to that point, the uh, the end point of this program, which is having your business set up with leads coming in. So we're right. doing everything we can to make sure you get there.
1: Right. And as much as we joke about the name because I think it's pretty cool, mm-hmm. um, it's not a lot of fluff. This is like you're dedicated right. these eight weeks you're getting a business started.
0: And I should probably say too, I don't want it to sound like this is going to be eight weeks of torturous. You know, it's not that bad. Actually, when it's broken down into small pieces, it's not bad at all. That's but you just we, have to make right. sure to do that stuff during that week. So. And
1: that's why we made it eight weeks as opposed to like four weeks or yeah, something. Yeah, be, we
0: could have made it into two weeks, but right. then, it, you know.
1: You'd have no life and you'd probably wouldn't shower. Yeah, but so. anyways, the issue is that it's limited for this one just because it's our first kind of like... Right. Launch?
0: Yeah, typically we'll always be limited. It's just we got to figure out what what that number is. But yeah, so we've got the uh, we've got a limited number this month, and it's actually the first group is starting on November first. So I'm not sure what date this is going to launch. I think so, this will launch on the 31st. So
1: so maybe there'll be space. Hopefully, mm-hmm. if not, um, we'll be launching it regularly. But this one will be a, a more extended time period until the next one. So if you're interested, where can they find out though? And yeah,
0: just go to Gauntlet. Dot landconquest.com.
1: How do you spell gauntlet?
0: G-A-U-N-T-L-E-T. Okay. Yeah. Gauntlet.
1: That just showed our strengths and weaknesses there. <laughs> I was like, oh, you might have well have just said super <laughs> to me. Um so that's super exciting. I'm I'm excited about that. Um also our community, just really quick Oh, land
0: landconquest.com. So, so there's stuff yeah, in there too. There's, there's a whole free training mm-hmm. program in there if you are the type that is very you know, you can do all that stuff on your own, then go for it. All the information is there.
1: It, this and, is complementary to that. This is yeah, exactly. like accountable and accountability and that extra.
0: Exactly. And, you know, ex- extra help wherever you, wherever you get stuck. And obviously, there's there's a lot of things. There's a lot of nuance to the business. And uh, we're here to help you. And obviously, I can't do that. I can't help every single person individually in our community. But by doing this gauntlet format, there'll be a lot of direct connection where we can I can answer any of the questions you have and and we can get you on the right track. So you're not making these types of mistakes that I made in the past. So
1: I love it. Okay. So um, once again, where is that?
0: Gauntlet.landconquest.com.
1: And then also, I, I think we touched on it last week, but I'm still super excited about this, that you finally have a new um, social media handle.
0: Oh, yes. Partner with Pete. Makes sense, right? Yeah. And that goes in line with our Partner with Pete program, mm-hmm. which is partnerwithpete.com. And essentially, that's our land funding program. But we do things differently than than other land funders out there. You bring the deal, you submit the deal on that site. We look at it within and review it within 24 hours and let you know if we can do it or not. And if we can do it, then basically we sign the paperwork and we take the baton and we run with it from there.
1: We fund it and then we do everything else. Yeah,
0: we fund the deal, but we also handle all the due diligence. You know, if it needs a perk test, if it needs a survey, if it needs brush clearing, anything like that. We we pay for all that. Mm -hmm. We do all that type of stuff. Uh, We get it closed. We then list the property with a uh, a broker on the other side and get it resold. Go through that whole process. And when the dust settles, we split all the profits 50-50. Right. Simple deal.
1: Yeah. Another part of the big picture where we're trying to take away any stumbling block. So you've got that drive to you really love finding deals. You want to do this, but you don't have a lot of cash on that side. We're just trying to to take every single barrier away. Yeah. And,
0: And I don't care if you've never done a deal. Or if you've done a uh, thousand deals, I don't care. It's all about the deal. There's no qualifications. There's, there's
1: no, no credit check. No credit check. <laughs> you know, that, yeah. it's,
0: um, it's there's no downside either. You know, if there were to be some sort of loss or whatever, then I'm not going to come after you as the investor to make up any sort of loss. It's, it's my fault for going ahead with that deal. And you and know. then
1: I'll make fun of him for it for okay, years. Yeah.
0: We could talk about it on the podcast.
1: Okay. Yeah, we'll just do a, a Pete session on. Have you had one that's gone negative yet?
0: No, never lost money in a deal. I will. I know it's coming up. Mm-hmm. I know I will lose money on a deal, but so far, pretty good track record. And um, yeah, so
1: our number one rule is don't lose don't money. lose
0: money. Yeah, that, I think that's um, was it. Blackstone or oh, was of, that
1: like we took it from someone? Yeah, yeah. It's a like, book.
0: Uh, the guy that started Blackstone, I think that was his his thing. Don't lose money. Don't
1: lose money. Mm-hmm. Well, that's it. You know, break even at least, and you haven't lost money. But right. okay, well, thank you for the warning that it's coming. Um, I
0: mean, it's gonna. It's inevitable. I know. More, more stuff you do, the you know. No, and also you no can't. No, that's a thousand.
1: Right, and also you can't. You can't get ahead without taking. You know, we talk about risks, and all of this is is we try to do calculated. Yep. Calculated risks, I guess. Yep. But anyways, okay, so I don't want to uh, take away too much time from today's topic because I'm pretty excited about it.
0: Yeah, it's a good one.
1: Okay, so they. Cheat sheet that you provided me today says how to generate leads in land flipping, and then you have a few different things you want to go through. Just that, yeah. But
0: first of all, before we get into how to actually generate Mm -hmm. the leads, I want to quickly go over kind of the stages that that a lead goes through because a lead, you know, a any sort of response from a from a motivated seller or a seller, any sort of response at all from a seller. Uh, goes through a few different categories first of all it's a lead Mm -hmm. next part of the process is the discovery basically where we're talking to the seller determining their motivation maybe getting some additional information about their property and then after that it's kind of the negotiation phase like we've decided what we what we could pay for a property and if we want to buy that property in the first place and then from there it goes to the actual you know um Uh, The negotiation, the deal, uh, the deal phase, you know, like where it's actually, you know, signed and we're, you know, signed contract and everything. And then the due diligence phase, where basically we're working on closing this deal, but we're doing a little extra research to make sure it is what we thought it is. And then the actual closing. So there's a lot of kind of steps that it needs to go through. It doesn't just jump from lead to, to closing. And uh, that doesn't even account for what happens on the other side of things uh, when we're selling the reselling the property before we actually get profit from the deal.
1: So what you're telling me is that there's a lot that goes into this.
0: Yeah. And not every lead turns into a deal. Right. So I think that's at the beginning. You know, I had this misconception that like if someone would sign my offer letter that I send out. We'd be good to go, you know. Mm-hmm. Like it was a deal that we're doing, and we're we're gonna close it. And and I've you know I've already you know spent the the uh, profit the profit already. But no, that's not what happens. It's a numbers game, you know. A certain number of leads actually turn into deals. And uh, and then fr- from there, you know, a certain number of properties fall out during that due diligence phase because of issues that come up with either with the title or the property itself that we can't go forward on.
1: So. And that's when I think when you've hit the major leagues, at least in your growth in this realm, mm-hmm. is to walk away from a deal.
0: Mm hmm. Yeah.
1: Like it's not every deal. You don't, we say this all the time though. Like don't push a deal. Don't push a deal. Is that what I normally say?
0: Don't force a deal. Don't
1: force a deal. Yeah. It's Um, easy
0: to talk yourself into it sometimes, especially when you're new and you have a lack of leads coming in. You have a lack of deal flow. It's easy to like talk yourself into it and justify it. Want to learn the secret to building a thriving land flipping business? Head on over to landconquest.com and join over 2000 passionate land flippers, leveraging the power of community to scale quickly. Sign up for free at LandConquest.com. All right, let's get back to the show.
1: It's that scarcity mindset. Mm-hmm. Like, I only have this this one. Like, I, I've got to make this work because I don't have anything else.
0: And you, yeah, you know what the cure for that is? It's more leads. I thought
1: you were going to say more coffee, but okay. More
0: coffee, maybe that's it too. But yeah, the more, more leads you have... The less you're going to have that feeling and, and the more you're going to realize that, like, hey, I should not be doing things that are questionable type deals.
1: Even if you only have one, it's not worth it. There's nothing that makes it worth the taking a bad deal mm-hmm. or well, questionable deal. You know, I've, I've
0: talked to many land investors that, you know, they didn't know what they're doing at mm-hmm. first. And I didn't know what I was doing at first either. But, you know, they, they've told stories of how they moved ahead on, you know, deals mm-hmm. just because they didn't know. They thought a particular deal was a deal. And they're losing money on their first or second deal right. and, you know, just because of the, the lack of knowledge and the lack of maybe, maybe feedback from, from others that are more experienced. So I don't want you to make those same mistakes. First of all, you need to learn how to evaluate deals and try to mm-hmm. really understand what a deal is. But, but also, you got to have enough lead flow coming in so you're not just holding on to that. That one deal that's not really a deal, but you're trying to talk yourself into it. into it. Yeah, You know. And even when, you know, I, I I hear that a lot of times, like we do these deal evaluation Zoom mm-hmm. calls. So people yeah. submit their deals and I'm pretty clear, I'm like, hey, this isn't a deal, this is retail price. And then, you know, I've had situations where people are pushing back saying, yeah, but, you know, I, I really think this has upside and everything. And clearly, clearly the comp show it's not there, you know, like it's not a deal. But they
1: can't absorb that fact because right. in their brain and they've like, already decided.
0: Yeah, they're gonna I buy. It. Got I think this. I'm probably still going to go ahead with that. I had, had one person tell me that and I was like, OK, but just realize that you're paying retail price for it. I mean, I don't care what you buy or what you, you know. But if your plan is to actually flip this property right now...
1: You can't pay retail if you're going to sell it at retail. Um, And I think that's another thing about the gauntlet that's um, the the program that's going to be cool or good is that there's an opportunity to...
0: Oh, yeah. I'll tell you. I'll give you my straight up feedback on something. Any deals that come in, any leads that come in, you know, lists, you know, Mm -hmm. like where you're planning to... Mm -hmm to uh, prospect or get your leads from. You know, any of those types of things, I'm, I'm there. But So we've got a Q&A session each mm-hmm. week, and we've also got the instruction session each week. Right, so. you need
1: that back and forth, because while you're learning if it's a, a deal or not, you need you need that. Some people don't, but most people do. And if they're not in the gauntlet, if that's already closed up, we do have the deal calls, which you just talked about. So uh, yes. what mm-hmm. is where do they find those, and what are those? Well, they just
0: have to be a member of the community, and then we post in there every couple of weeks. Generally, we're doing mm-hmm. those deal evaluation Zoom calls. And as well, we've got... I don't know, 15 to 20 of those recorded. Right. Those are about two hour sessions. So there's like hours and hours of this and you really understand how to how to evaluate deals just by watching those recordings.
1: Our daughter, our oldest, is your co-moderator on that and she has learned, she's got some pretty good evaluation skills Just from that, yeah. Just listening Mm -hmm. to it and seeing it, uh, and I think it's a really good resource. Yeah, she's getting
0: really, really good now. Mm -hmm. So,
1: okay, so um, you start up here. You, where do you want to start?
0: Well, let's just go into it. I mean, here, Mm -hmm. here are some of the things to consider. You know, Mm -hmm. when we're talking about different ways to generate deals. Now, first of all, one of the big things is cost per deal, right? You know, and I always look at that like whatever way you're generating leads you mm-hmm. need to understand like how much on average does it cost you to generate one deal
1: right so you take the whole amount that you've spent and then mm-hmm. you look and see how many actual leads did i get from that
0: yeah how many deals did deal, you, i'm sorry yeah. well you
1: could do leads and uh-huh. then you could break it down okay and then of those leads how many brought me deals
0: mm-hmm. yeah
1: understanding the numbers and being able to critical yeah you, it's the only way and and i think in the past we've kind of been like well it all works out it's fine but you don't realize that if you don't have that information you can't make the best decisions well
0: when you've got Huge profit spreads like this business generates. Mm -hmm. I mean, you can get away with that for a while, but to really get better, to really refine things, you you need to know your numbers. Ramp it up if Mm -hmm. you want to take this much bigger.
1: Yeah, you have to know. Okay, so you want to know that how many deals can you generate?
0: Yeah, like so, you know, the certain certain lead generating things are kind of capped. You know, at at a particular number of deals, you might you might put something uh, a system in place to generate deals through a certain. Avenue, and you're realizing that, like, okay, I'm kind of capped at one to two deals per month on this because, you know, maybe it's a geography, maybe it's a, you know, we'll get into the different ways. But so, how many deals you can generate is one thing. Well, we um, talk about
1: that, that there's infinite land for sale in the United States. Right. However, if you're doing a small, tiny city, mm-hmm. you're going to realize that there's only, let's say, there's only 500 lots in this. Made up city that doesn't exist. Yeah, you can only send five hundred pieces of mail.
0: Yeah, or, or for instance, like on that, mm-hmm. um, you know, say you're you've got a certain area that you've, you know, realized you want to work in. Say you put up a billboard, you know, mm-hmm. you might get a deal a month. I don't know. I'm just just throwing it out. There. Right. Yeah. But that's only going to generate you a deal a month. So <laughs> you need to either to scale it. You need to do more billboards, more areas. You know, like there's there's different things to to consider but um you're gonna need to figure out what that's that's actually gonna produce right. for you and
1: so. the whole thing too about even if there's those 500 properties you could mail them every month and you'll realize that like you know it might take someone six months or mm-hmm. it might not be so it's it's not like you could only do that one time to that thing mm-hmm. but you're gonna get into that system where you're gonna realize okay this is i've maxed it out
0: right yeah and then the the last kind of consideration we look at is investment per deal like mm-hmm. so how much is it per deal like uh, like how much do you invest you need to invest before you start seeing that return. So, Meaning, how much money? Money, yes, money. Okay. So.
1: Okay, so you the first one we're starting with is direct mail. Yeah, and that's the one that you're.
0: That's the one that we've done historically. That's been everything. That's mm-hmm. generated all of our deals.
1: Is everything?
0: Well, you're my everything, oh, Heather. Thanks, but
1: so. <laughs> like it's everything.
0: Uh, and the dogs. And um, our daughters too, maybe. Oh, the do- oh, yes. Yeah, our
1: human said. children. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I'm just joking around. There, you guys are all great. Anyhow, <laughs> direct mail. Mm-hmm. Direct mail is simple it's repeatable Mm -hmm. it works and uh you know the list you know it could be refined you you pretty much target exactly who you want you know you can put together a list of whatever properties you want you can send to those people directly it's you know you can get as targeted as you want you can filter it down as much as you want maybe you only want absentee owners maybe you only want people that have owned their properties for more than 30 years Maybe you only want people that live in a different county than where the property is located. Maybe you want something that's not owned by an LLC or a trust or something like that. Like, you could do whatever criteria you want, you know, including stuff like acreage range or assessed value, like all these different things you you can do. So you can get really, really targeted on that if you want, or you can get really, really broad if you want. And, um, you know, it's very repeatable. Mm-hmm. So we use a service, and I recommend anyone that's doing direct mail use the actual service to do that mailing for you because it becomes difficult to repeat if you're the one licking envelopes and putting on stamps. You know well, I mean? if you're
1: doing it right, you will not have time for that.
0: Exactly. No, it's I, it's a, it's the kind of lowest return on your money by doing that kind of right, stuff. Right, you so. could
1: be doing, let's say you wanted to save money. Okay, use the service and then use the money. Um, I mean, save money by refining it. Like, go, I, I'd rather you look at every single person you're going to mail to and see if you like the vibe or whatever. Yeah, then, if you like
0: the property. Right, mm-hmm.
1: then if you're going to be like sending out letters, stuffing envelopes, it's a waste of time. Uh, I like the most important part about that is simple because it's the lowest barrier to entry, mm-hmm. especially with these services. And all those changes you were you were saying, it's like a click of a button.
0: It is, yeah. You're not it's like personally reading through these. Yes, like, exactly. Very you know? simple, yeah. Yeah, and, and you know, the thing about it is it, it just works.
1: Right, we know it works.
0: We know it works. Mm-hmm. And we've sent out lots of mail, and over time, you know, our cost per deal has probably risen from like three thousand to thirty five hundred dollars in mail per deal. Now, there's a lot of variables in that. We're we're pretty broad on our criteria for our list. It's not like we're only mailing absentee owners and you know, we're we're doing a very broad swath of people in our list. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, as long as the properties, you know, a certain number of acreage or higher. And it's not, you know, and we have some other broad criteria that mm-hmm. we use. But, you know, we're kind of the shotgun approach. And I know other people are more of a sniper approach. Right. So. It, it,
1: it just depends. Like if you want to spend that time and, and we would rather pick up things that get dropped, I guess. Yes. You know, by doing that. And sometimes you reach people and they that they're like, I don't want to sell that, but I have this.
0: And the crazy thing is you might have like some really poor response on a list you send to. But you get one great deal, which makes you one hundred thousand dollars in profit. Mm-hmm. And it's just, uh, you know, it. it takes all your numbers back to reality. So there's a lot of considerations there. But, you know, I know investors that have gotten that number way down, you know, like they're under, you know, they're under a thousand dollars per deal, you know, and I'm, three times that. But but it doesn't really matter because we're making on average this year's on average is twenty four thousand dollars as our average profit margin per deal. So it's really not that big of a difference whether I'm spending a thousand dollars per deal to make twenty four thousand or I'm spending three thousand per deal to make twenty four thousand. There's a huge spread there. And uh, I'd rather kind of do the volume and try to do more deals.
1: Okay, and then the other thing we haven't mentioned is offer letters and neutral. Like, oh, what, yes. Okay. Tell me about that.
0: Offer letters and neutral letters. Okay. So there's basically different things that you can send to people. What we do is that we send out actual offers to people. So we send out, you know, a two page thing. First page is like who we are, what we can do for them. And the second page is an actual purchase agreement with an offer price and the information about their property. They could just sign it and send it back, email it back, text it back. I don't care. Right. But or they could call in and talk about it.
1: Normally, but, that's what happens. It, right. It's a, a conversation starter. Right,
0: or they send us an email. Hey, I got this offer. You know, whatever the mm-hmm. case may be. But yes, it's it's a conversation starter, and that offer price on there may be where it needs to be or maybe too low too high it's it's the conversation starter right because you you have
1: to know a lot of times what we can see is not the full picture too they might say like oh i totally want to sell it now are you cool with it being underwater it turned into a pond like "Mm, a few years ago is that cool still yeah or they'll be like um yeah and also it's got all this blah 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 blah, and you're like oh okay it's actually worth more you know so it's it's all about making that connection you want to buy a property these people now have decided they want to sell a property yeah yeah, Let's so
0: we're screening for make motivation. A deal. Yeah, yeah, so and then we we come together on, on putting something together. So that offer price should not be something that you consider set in stone. It may be, end up working out perfectly. It's based off of averages for a particular area, and uh, and that's about it. The other way that you can do it is that you can send neutral letters. Mm-hmm. Now, this is basically, and I'm going to simplify it. Is hey, I want to buy your property. You know, give me a call. <laughs> so, like, we're buying land. I'd like to buy your property. Give me a call. What happens there is that you get a lot of people responding. You got a lot of people responding that are want to sell, but they want to sell for retail prices. So, you have to weed or through, a yeah, or more, <laughs> or more. Yeah. yeah, so you have to weed through a lot of those people to actually get to the ones that are truly motivated that, that will sell at a price that kind of works for you. The offer letters kind of do that screening in a way for you, uh, they take that part of it out of the deal a lot of times so so that's the two things and that's it's kind of always been debated what's better neutral letters or offer letters it probably depends what kind of systems you put in place on on the the back side of that as well like if you've you've got some good systems to kind of weed through all those people then then you know who knows and you've a lot of time
1: yep more so, time
0: more time to get through those. You yeah. might get a better response rate on the neutral letters, but the people a lot of the people that are responding are not people you're ever gonna
1: end up doing a deal with. And I worry a little bit about that is that someone gets a letter and they're like, Oh, they really want this property. It's worth fifty thousand. They're like, but in their brain they instantly go to a hundred thousand. Then mm. when you try to bring them to the, you know, 25, 30, yeah. forty thousand range, they're like I've already in my brain it's already hundred thousand. Yeah. yeah. I don't know, but it, it, it works for some it, people. It does work for some people. Yeah. So
0: it's, it's not what we do, but I'm, mm-hmm. I know it works for other people, so it's just a different different way to generate leads.
1: Right. And I think it's important too that you identify what you feel the most comfortable doing. yeah you know and what works for you. So you're getting into my two least favorite ways that do mm. work.
0: right. Okay, so the next ways and and uh, next way is a uh, big category is cold calling. Mm-hmm. So essentially here, uh, what you can do is you can do the same thing. you can build a targeted list or you can build a really broad list, and you can call people and say, hey, I want to buy your land. <laughs> and uh, obviously, the script is more refined than that. <laughs> but you can you can put together a targeted list. You can find the phone numbers. that They call it skip tracing. You can put together a list of phone numbers, and you can reach out to them. And technically, you're not selling them anything. You're offering to buy something from them. So... There's going to be a lot of rejection if you're doing it yourself, and I don't recommend that you do it yourself, but I do recommend that you either hire someone to do that for you or you, rec- you hire a service to do that for you. Both are available, and both are viable options. You're going to get a lot of, you know, it's going to be a very low percentage situation, just like it is with the mail. You know, like a very low percentage mm. of the people ever respond or turn into a lead or deal or anything, but it's, it's a numbers game. It's cheaper. Yeah, so cost per deal on this, um, you know, it ranges probably depending. A lot of it depends on your list, probably depending on the skill of the cold caller involved. So there's a lot of variables involved there. But, you know, cost per deal, you're probably going to spend a little bit less maybe than, than direct mail. Obviously, in order to scale that, you can do things like hiring more people to call on your behalf, or you know, scaling up that service that you're using. All those types of things. But that is a viable option, and that does work. Right.
1: So, I, I, again, this one I would not recommend you do yourself. That I mean, unless
0: you are glutton for punishment right. and you love rejection, yeah, and you've got a lots and lots of time in your hands.
1: That's the that's the issue because I can see so many other ways that you could be using your time. Hopefully, right. you're getting these leads coming in, and you're working on the other side of the thing, the yeah. valuations and all that. Yeah. And, and you want to have somebody who's just really good. Yeah. And, and
0: the thing is, you know, it's like the same with the direct mail. You've got the leads coming in. You've got to turn those leads into actual deals. OK, so the next way, and this is very popular in the land flipping business right now.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I think that'll be changing over time, but you'll see outbound texting. Now outbound texting is like a cold texting situation. Like you put together a list, you, like you like we do in direct mail, or like we do, uh, like you would in cold calling or anything. You could put together a direct list of the actual property types that you want to buy and everything like that. And you skip trace it. You put this list through a service that actually puts on the phone number on there, and then you use another platform to actually then mass. Outbound text all these different people and say, "Hey, I want to buy your land." You know, it's obviously more complicated than that. And then it starts a conversation with people. So, it's a it's another way to generate leads. So it's an outbound way. You just like all these other methods here. They're an outbound way to generate leads. The problem is, is that uh, it's annoying. (laughs) Heather doesn't like getting this text first of all, (laughs) so Heather Heather's not a fan. It does work though. A lot of people get a lot of deals, and it does work Mm -hmm. and. Cost per deal is pretty low too. I've heard some really good numbers on that, so it's it's a uh, it's an effective way. But I've also heard, and we don't do this ourselves, so I don't I don't have any real direct knowledge. Why don't about we do this. this? We've just you know a couple things. First of all, there's been a lot of regulation that's going on in the SMS world, you know, with registration of numbers and uh, some things being put in place. So I kind of am looking ahead, thinking, like, where things are going. So you don't want to, like,
1: invest in, in like, a sinking ship.
0: Yeah, and I wouldn't necessarily call it a sinking ship. I just think it's going to get harder and harder. You know, I think it's going to – there's going to be more and more regulation – It's these carriers, uh, you know, T-Mobile, AT&T, all these different cell phone carriers, they're the ones creating these rules and making it more restrictive. And they're not letting these these messages go through unless you're a verified business and things like that. So I just think it's going to be tougher over time and I don't think it's going to be impossible. I just think it's going to be harder and I'd rather focus on some of these other ways right now. So I haven't done it yet. We thought about it. Just haven't haven't done that.
1: So. Also, happy wife, happy life.
0: Yes, <laughs> got to keep Heather happy. That's the main I, it thing. It drives
1: me crazy. I know it does work though, because mm-hmm. like I get them. First, mm-hmm. so, this is from like how many years ago? Two thousand six, two thousand seven. My phone number was listed on some properties that you listed that were bank-owned, mm-hmm. just with like the utility company. So those must have gotten in there. So somehow I'm associated the, with these ones, and I get it all the time, mm-hmm. and they do get to me, mm-hmm. both figuratively and literally. Mm-hmm. But so I know that that it does work, and mm-hmm. that's. I would imagine it's pretty cheap. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I mean, I don't like. I'm not mad. It's just that it interrupts my day because I'm like, oh, you know.
0: Mm-hmm. You know, I've heard I've heard figures on cost per deal, and this mm-hmm. depends on your list and everything you're doing and your techniques as well. Mm-hmm. But I've heard cost per deal of like a thousand or under, and sometimes a little more, sometimes mm-hmm. you know, a little less. But
1: it's hard to like. I'm being open minded right now. Mm-hmm. Because I want to say like don't do it because it bothers me, but I mean, but the numbers don't lie, and that's why it's important to have those numbers, yeah, right? Like that's
0: right. And, and technically, you know, you're, you're not supposed to be cold outreach trying to sell people stuff. So that's that's kind of the gray area. You're not. We're not actually trying to sell anyone anything. Right. We're trying to buy something from them.
1: That is interesting because like if you're literally following the rules, that's what it says, right?
0: So anyhow, if that's your thing, great. It's just uh, it's not something we personally do, but mm-hmm. but it, but I know it works, and it just. Because we don't do it doesn't mean it's invaluable. It is kind
1: of funny, though. You're texting him to buy something. Like, Mm -hmm. like, Like, I I want to give you money. That's funny, because it's it's normally like...
0: It's what's happening. Okay, so those aren't the only ones. There's some other ones. But wait, there's more. But wait, there's Mm -hmm. more. And, you know, we're getting into some of the ones that are a little less, I guess, mainstream, I guess you could say. But I'm not saying that they're not effective. They're just different. Boost your land-flipping earnings with our new Land Conquest business system. It's designed for efficiency and effectiveness This cutting-edge software tool is your key to success in the land-flipping industry. Streamline and automate your operations to scale your business to new heights. With our system, you get a customizable website with six professional templates to choose from, up to five dedicated phone numbers, each with their own chosen area codes for creating a trustworthy local presence. And as a bonus, you'll get a $25 credit for SMS and email sends. You'll also get access to our tech team to build any automations or customizations that you want. And not to mention, we've got a great, dedicated community to the Land Conquest business system to help us all thrive together. And with every step of the way, you get our 24-7 live chat support. But that's not all. You'll also gain access to our exclusive community to connect and grow with fellow Land Flippers. Seize the opportunity to transform your business. Visit software.landconquest.com. To check out the land conquest business system and unlock the next stage of your land flipping success
1: i'm so. checking your list right now to see if one i really want to try is on here or not okay it's probably on it here. is yes it's on here okay yes
0: uh tv ads mm-hmm.
1: i think that would be really cool yes
0: like you see it a lot um, depending on your market you might see a lot of these type of ads for home flippers right like we buy- i'll buy your home you know yeah. i'm so and so and you know, I buy homes cash and quick clothes, all that stuff.
1: We buy ugly houses or whatever those right, are. Right,
0: exactly. There's people doing it for land as mm-hmm. well. Now, it's not as mainstream. And, um, you know, there's some services that actually will produce the ads. They'll, they'll do everything mm-hmm. for you. They they do the negotiations with the TV stations to buy the ad slots. They know which slots and times and shows, you know, like put it on with Jerry Springer or something like that is probably better than putting it on with real premium
1: Right, because it's going to yeah. be way too expensive. Right, exactly. it, it's not even so much about the viewership. I'm sure that goes into it, but it's that that would be like your cost per lead. I don't even want to yeah. guess what it could be. But I'm thinking in the right markets, this could be a gold mine.
0: Yeah, exactly. The right markets, mm-hmm. it could be great. And obviously, it's a it's a different approach. You're putting out a, like a broad approach there, mm-hmm. and it's hard sometimes to filter the types of actual properties that you want. So obviously in your ad or your, your TV ad, you could say, hey, we're buying any properties over 10 acres, you know. So you could do things to filter like that. You're going to get calls from people that have, you know, a quarter acre lot as well. Right. It just, it's just going to work and out the also if you way.
1: say the word property, people will probably, I've got a mobile home. I've mm-hmm. got something you know, personal property. Like you're going to yeah. get all sorts of wild stuff. You're going to have to say like we buy, we buy unwanted land in, you know what I mean? Yeah. like.
0: And these services, you they know, know the, the one in particular right. I know, they they've got it down. Like they know the exact script. They'll help you film the, the commercial mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. And then you pretty much, you know, the more ads you put on there, you become like the local celebrity.
1: Oh my gosh, are you Pete who buys land?
0: <laughs> that guy buys land. Uh-huh. But anyhow. <laughs> you what, need
1: a shirt that says uh, that guy buys or this <laughs> guy buys land.
0: Yeah. What's what's cool about that though is that you can combine that with other outbound efforts in that same market. So say, for instance, you ran a bunch of TV ads Mm -hmm. and then you sent out a bunch of direct mail and made it clear that, like, as seen on TV or whatever, I bet you'd have a much better response rate on your direct mail because you're actually Mm -hmm. known. And people, you know, people see what's on TV and they think, okay, that's a legitimate business. So that's right. Well,
1: you know, you see all those ads for like different types of medications you know, there's like Keytrude. I think everyone's seen that, right? Mm-hmm. They're not saying like, oh, everyone in this household needs this medication. No, mm-hmm. what they're doing it is that so that you have that brand recognition so that when it's recommended to you, you're like, oh, yeah, of course yeah. I want that treatment or whatever. Mm-hmm. Same kind of thing. The more that you can build up that that known thing or even just trigger in their mind like, oh, I've seen his ad a couple times. I do have a piece of land. I'm not interested. Who knows when they'll think, like, wait, what was it again? It's got to be catchy. Oh, partner with Pete or yeah. whatever you want to do. So ads like that on the TV are always paired with other things. they are local mediums. You're going see them on social media you're gonna see them everywhere it's like you don't just do a singular ad if you're doing that kind of thing you do like a whole i want to hit them in every spot i think they try to do at least when i used to do it was like three places at once that was their goal because if they if you can see it three different places
0: omni channel
1: omni channel
0: Mm -hmm. there we go yeah tv ads so that's another one not a lot of land investors i've thought about yeah i know someone that does the um does the the ads and all that? Our kind of dogs
1: stuff. could be the people we want to buy your land. Well, you
0: see that? You see people standing with their dogs. And no, stuff.
1: just the dogs. Oh,
0: just the dogs. Uh-huh. Okay, that would probably get a good response. I
1: think because the dogs come across as trustworthy. They're not going <laughs> to scam them. They're truly going to follow through. You know, <laughs> our dogs look like they have good credit too. I just want to throw that out there. Have you guys seen that meme? I always use that whenever my dog gets groomed. I'm like, you look like you've got good credit. Okay, so I really do like that. I think we should try it.
0: Okay, let's do it. You heard it here. Okay.
1: We'll give it a try. Um, Pay-per-click. This is like such the old school, but it works.
0: It does. Yeah, it Mm -hmm. does work. And we're we're, uh, working on this too. We're trying this actually. We've just started. We're going to work with a company that's going to do pay-per-click ads for us. So we'll report back, let you know how it works.
1: Um, I think in, I don't even know what year it was. It was before 2005, maybe, 2000, I don't know, somewhere around there. I got like a free credit. Do you remember when they used to do that? It was yeah, like, they still do. But I don't even know if it was Google. I want to say it was like, yeah, I can't remember the specifics. It's way too long ago. But anyways, so I um, that ad showed up under like something that, this was old a lot whatever, it was, it looked different. But anyways, it was like I got a twenty five dollar credit, which seemed like a lot, and I made like sixteen hundred dollars that day. And I was like, Oh my God, I've hit the gold mine. But you everyone thinks like, oh, that doesn't work. It still does. Because if we we're doing that like search, a lot of times what you're looking for is now buried under a bunch of junk. And if you can have that top spot, like someone gets in their mind at three in the morning like, I gotta sell that. You know, they're looking at the tax bill yeah. or they're like, I need extra money or whatever. And you catch them at that random time. And they do a search for it.
0: That's the beauty of this. These people are pre-screening themselves. Mm-hmm. They're typing into the search into Google. They're saying, sell my land for cash. You know, how to sell my land quick. You know, like all these right. different keywords that we know that they search for these pay click ads, they put... You know, an advertisement for us there, so they go to our website, fill out a little form. It turns into a lead, hopefully a pretty hot lead, where we'll be able to put together a deal.
1: And then they don't have to like go through all those different like random things that pop up because most of that stuff's probably junk. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, if you need cash, you should sell land. This is how you sell land. Right. No, you're just they just want to get an offer for their land.
0: Exactly. And when we're doing all these other outbound method say it's direct mail saying it's cold calling any of these types of things these people are getting your pitch right when they're you know they may not be thinking of anything about selling their land it's right. just kind of like hey did you get them at the right time where they might consider something like that but but the pay-per-click is different because that's a that's a situation where like they're actively trying to find a solution mm-hmm. for that so those are the hot leads so right. It's a matter of it's going to come down to numbers again. Right. You know, like what is it going to cost per deal, and how much profit are we making on these deals? The 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 issue with pay per click, uh, there's some things that you can do to target a little bit, but it's tough to really target any type of property characteristics or geography as well. It's tough to it's tough to really target on that. Right. But um, you know, because if people live in many different places and their land is you know wherever. So if you just run ads to people in North Carolina say you they may own properties in California, you know? So
1: Right, you can't really do you can't right. to target where they own the property, only where right. they are.
0: And you can't specifically pull a list of all 10-acre properties in a particular county and then only, you know, do paper click to those people. It doesn't work that way. So it's going to be a little less targeted, mm-hmm. but they're going to be pretty hot leads. Right. And so. it's going
1: to and, and the cost will come down to what the competition is to run those ads. And how many you actually close? Yep. yep. So, so, but we'll find out, and we'll, we'll share it. We'll do. We'll share.
0: We'll figure out. Like, hey, what's mm-hmm. what's this costing us? What's our cost per deal on these? Is it worth it? How much mm-hmm. are we making on these properties? So,
1: yeah, this one I'm really excited about is social media ads, mm. uh, Facebook ads. Um, I guess we're kind of right. Google ads in and in a, the keyword ads. When I say ads, Google, I
0: mean like mm-hmm. YouTube, I guess. So. Oh, you do. Okay, yeah. but also
1: it could be words um, redirect. Like I consider Google ads where they, you've, they've shown interest in your Reese, showing mm. it to them. Yeah. So there's kind of different. Oh, yeah. retargeting. Like, mm-hmm. Retargeting ads. So you've got keyword ads, which is what we, we were just talking about. And this is more where it's like a custom ad served to them. Yeah. To some extent.
0: Yeah. So there's a couple. That's a great point. I wasn't even thinking about that. But there's two ways to, to kind of look at that. There's kind of just broad ads. You could, put, mm-hmm. you could do ads on Facebook or YouTube that just say, hey, we buy land, you know, whatever, you know, kind of like those TV commercials, mm-hmm. but you're doing it online. Right. Um, The other thing is what you could do is people that go to your website, you can then obviously retarget them on these different platforms. Say they didn't convert into any sort of lead form or anything like that you can show those same people an ad on Facebook and Google or Google ads or, um, you know, YouTube and kind of follow them around the Internet so they don't forget it's about you. It's not creepy,
1: but also um, <laughs> it does. It gives, again, the legitimate legitimizes you because they could also go to your page then, too. Yeah. The, and also if they see you there, they thing, OK, well, if they're, you know, they're not just like some random thing on the Internet. They actually are, have a pre- presence on Facebook or and if you're using the Google ones, you they would have a, pre- a presence everywhere they go. Yeah, theoretically, there's there's been changes and stuff. But again, it's just about, you know, they might be interested. But right when they look at it, they don't have time. I'll do it later. I'll do it later. Mm -hmm. And you need to catch them in that time. And if they're surfing on Facebook, it normally means they have free time in that moment.
0: Yeah. And they might it might just be the trigger they need to Mm -hmm. get going. But that's something that we haven't done that I've been wanting to put in place, just haven't made it a priority. But now that we're talking here, I need to make it a priority to retarget these people.
1: OK, so. sounds good. Now, I like this next one. Billboards.
0: Billboards. I want to
1: see my face in lights, Pete. Right. I'm just kidding. That you would know, be
0: weird. I, I uh, to be honest, I really haven't heard a lot of land investors doing that successfully. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I don't know anyone that's actually using that, but I know it could work.
1: If you know an area, mm-hmm. 100% that could work. 100% mm-hmm. it would work.
0: You get it on a high traffic roadway. And you do it right, uh, I'm sure you get. I'm sure you get some business. But is it? It's just a numbers thing. Like, right. what's your cost per deal? How many deals can you generate? I don't and know. here,
1: if you have infinite uh, advertising money, it would make sense to do everything because it doesn't. The cost would balance out. But if you're saying, okay, I'm going to dedicate X amount of dollars to it, even if billboards work, is it the best use of that money? And that's mm-hmm. what it comes down to. You have to figure out what the best use is.
0: Yeah, and and around, it's not just billboards, but you know, around here at least there's companies that will wrap the buses that drive around, oh, the yeah. city buses. Uh-huh. So it's like, you know, you see a lot of real estate agents advertise on there. Or bus benches. Bus benches is Especially another if thing. if you want,
1: like, a mustache drawn on you <laughs> yeah. or, like, For Modern teeth Family, or, if you've yeah. ever seen
0: that episode, it's great. Uh,
1: no, I mean, that was here, too. I remember when I was in college, there was a local um, real estate agent that was on all the buses. And prices were so expensive, and I couldn't imagine anyone that was actually riding a bus that would be...
0: Uh-huh. Interested, in but it services. wasn't that. It was like the people driving behind the buses. It,
1: right? No, these were like bus benches.
0: Oh, bus benches. Ba- yeah, benches.
1: And and I thought about that, and I was like, people are always sitting on them. So how often mm. are they seen? But maybe it was such a good like he made enough money that it didn't. It was just more about that. Glance of the eye so that when you go to buy or sell, you're like, wait, what was that one guy see? Oh, yeah. I always see his he name. He yeah. knows everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But now I can't remember his name. There was so. a guy.
0: It was in Pacific Beach, wasn't yeah, it? He, yeah. Yeah. Ex- mm-hmm. Exactly. I know so. you are talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Because
1: we were both lived there around the same time. So it's when we say billboards, it's not that. It's just anywhere where you can plaster. We want your land.
0: Right. Okay. So uh, another thing, SEO. So SEO is one of those things, search engine optimization. Mm-hmm. So basically, it's setting up your website so you show up in the organic searches. So, right. Like someone types into Google, buy my land for cash or buy my land fast or anything like that. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) there's certain things you got to do to hopefully show up in these searches. And there's a whole art and science to that. And uh, you know, the thing about SEO is it's not instant. uh, You have to put a plan in place. It's not going to produce any return on investment for a while generally.
1: You might Uh, not ever know that it does. (laughs) Yes,
0: but but eventually Mm -hmm. uh, if you do the right things, And if you're not an expert in it, you could hire the people that are experts in it to actually work on that. And over time, hopefully you'll be generating leads that come to you where you're not having to invest actual advertising dollars. Most likely, you're still investing money into a service to do that SEO for you unless you're some sort of SEO expert.
1: Right. I mean, the, the terms change constantly with search engine traffic. So you need someone who's like on it and willing to do that. And it's a very frustrating road if you're responsible for that. It's like one of those things that, yeah, you could totally do it,
0: mm-hmm.
1: but you got to stay up on all that. It's now no. Yeah. Um, did you skip that one above it on purpose?
0: Oh, oh uh, by mistake I did. Okay,
1: though. good. I wasn't sure. I was like, oh, I yeah. Well, that
0: one that I skipped is called repeat sales and referrals. Mm-hmm. So repeat sales this is an easy one. So if you, a lot of these people- that It happens. Were, yeah. A lot of these yeah. people that we're buying properties from, that's not the only property they own. A lot of these people are collectors of land for some reason. <laughs> land and, collectors. You know, they may be older or something like that. And they're kind of in the mode of like, hey, what am I doing with all these properties? I'd rather just start selling them off and like spending some of this money, you Take know? Take the
1: grandkids on a trip.
0: Yeah. So so a lot of people are in that mode. So once you prove to them that you you can actually close a deal- Suddenly, they've got other properties that they are interested in selling as well. But you got to be asking them. You got to be asking them if they have any other properties because. Even if you asked them before when you were going through this initial property purchase, they're, they may not be telling you like the full story. Right? Like, and they said, "No, no, this is all I got." So that's fine. It's just like when you're going through a store and someone says, "Do you need any help?" No, no, I'm good. I don't, you know.
1: They don't. Yeah, they don't want to like put every, all of their properties in one basket and you screw yeah. them over for everything. You know? Yeah.
0: So you should be making that part of your process where you're going back and you're asking these people, "Hey, do you have anything else?" Uh, any any other properties that you want to sell? What about any family members or anything like that? Do you know of anyone else that's got anything they want to sell? And uh, you'll get business that mm-hmm. way. But you got to be asking those questions. Right. You got to do a good job on the purchase too. You like you can't you can't you know have a, a really terrible f- experience from with them. You're, they're not going to want to repeat doing business with you. So
1: and word does get out just in general. Like just treat people.
0: Yeah, do well. the right thing. You know, work as hard as you can to get mm-hmm. these things closed as fast as you can, and and do what you say you're good to do.
1: And communicate,
0: communicate. Yes. You know, there's always going to be delays and things like that. But if you're on top of it and you're being up front with people and saying, hey, here's the story. We're still waiting for the title report to come back from the title company. We've just followed up with them again. Uh, They haven't gotten the title search back. But as long as they know that that's not your fault, but you just have to communicate that and let them know what's going on. If you're just not communicating with them for a month, they're going to get angry. They're going to start thinking, "Okay, well, what's this what's happening here? You know it's you
1: create the worst case scenario in your brain right if someone isn't you know upfront right That's all you have to do is just communicate communicate. Okay, so I think it's interesting that you included classified ads like yes. Craigslist and newspapers. I forget about that stuff. yeah
0: yeah I'm you know I, th- I would imagine that you know Craigslist used to be huge. Mm-hmm. It's not as huge in a lot of areas now. Obviously newspapers I'm used just... to be everything yeah. <laughs> They're not so huge anymore. But I bet you could still get deals by putting classified ads in certain newspapers. I bet little I bet you small could. town
1: ones that people still are reading yep, those. That exactly. Would be a- and
0: if you really know that area, you know, the land values and everything like that, mm-hmm. you could probably get deals that way. Now, I don't know of anyone that's like based their whole business on doing something like that, but I bet you it would work. You know, it'd be something you'd have to try and you'd have to experiment with the verbiage and all this kind of stuff. But I bet you it would work. The other thing is Craigslist. I bet you you could get that to work as well if especially if you figured out how to post in all these different Craigslist areas and there's people that specialize in doing that kind of stuff cuz there's that's not an easy thing to do.
1: I mean, I miss Craigslist being um a place you want to hang out.
0: I don't know that I ever wanted to hang out on Craigslist. There was There's some, always like a shady...
1: Yeah, but that was like you knew certain... What do they call them forms? I don't know. Certain sections. But like there were deals to be found there. Selling. Yes,
0: there were actually uh-huh. used to be deals on there.
1: Finding people to, you know, different types of services you needed. It was like... Mm-hmm. Uh, go to Craigslist. And then one day we we're like,
0: yeah, you know, <laughs> it's kind of gone downhill in a lot of areas. And some, some areas just it's like a go- Craigslist right. is a ghost town. It just but some areas it's not what not. it was. Yeah, right. some areas are still happening. So, so. anyhow, I, I think it's possible to generate deals that way. And I'd be interested to hear if anyone has any experience with that. The other thing, and this is not happening a lot, but I bring this this last one up here. This is the last of our ways to generate deals that I've got mm-hmm. for today. But it's a very viable one. And it's can potentially be a free way to generate deals, mm-hmm. meaning free, except for the use of your time, which is not free. But you
1: used to do this to find deals for investors. Yeah, for, for home houses. flippers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so and it was the same kind of concept. You would you use the MLS to find a good deal and then they would do something to it and then they would sell it again. Yes.
0: Yeah. So this these are mm-hmm. I'm talking about MLS listed properties. When I say MLS listed, I mean, like, it's on the market, mm-hmm. someone, a seller, listed with a real estate agent and they want to sell their property Mm -hmm. now you don't just want to like get any of these deals locked up probably uh the ones that you're going to have the best luck with are are maybe ones that have been on the market for a long time they could be a situation where like it's been on the market nearly a year and you know that they're overpriced you don't know what the situation is maybe this seller is holding up for top dollar Maybe they don't, they don't really care as much. They just want to sell it. The real estate agent suggested this price, but the fact is, it hasn't sold in about a year, so they know that that price is really not right. And it's not top of point. mind. They
1: might not even like think about this how this is even listed. Right. And sometimes their real estate agent is the one holding out for top dollar for that commission.
0: So you got a number of different ways that you can look at this. You could then go in and just say, "Hey, this property looks interesting. I'd love to buy it, but here's the price it would take." You can actually write up offers to all these people. I would always have a, uh, a conversation with the the agent that's got it listed. And they may be on your same side. They may be saying like, hey, I, I told the seller that this is what it's going to take. They know that if they don't sell the property, they don't get their commission. So they might quickly be on your side and, and help you get that deal done. You could either... Write it up yourself if you're a real estate agent, or if you got an agent that kind of um, wants to work with you in this capacity as your buyer's agent, they're just going to send out a bunch of offers for you. Or you could actually contact the listing broker agent themselves and try to work out that deal that way so there's a couple of different ways that you can do it
1: and the easiest way to make money on them is if like you get it for way less than retail Mm -hmm. and then you list it for still less than retail and you take that split that would be like the easiest way right right? okay but but you've got some other ideas that are where oh yeah so
0: other proper other ways that are good to do this if if it's there's a value add opportunity you know are you looking for funding for your land flipping deal? Then head on over to partnerwithpeat.com. It's an innovative new funding program where we split the profits with you 50-50, but we take it one step further and we handle every other step of the process in the land flipping business. Yes, that means we handle all the due diligence. If the property needs any value add like clearing brush, perk test, survey, we'll get that paid for up front. Then when the property resells, we split the profits 50-50. There is absolutely no downside for you as an investor. If we lose money, we don't pass that on to you. But when we make money, when we make profit, we split the proceeds 50-50. So as a recap, we handle every part of the process. We split the profits with you 50-50. There's no downside for you as the investor, only upside. So go to partnerwithpete.com, submit your deal there, and we'll get it checked out within 24 hours you may pay you know you maybe you get a little bit of discount off the listed price or whatever but if you're evaluating that property and you're saying okay if i split this into five lots and sell them off individually i'm going to be able to get a much higher price per acre on these on these lots and then we'll be able to make profit the profit needed the seller will be able to get their price the real estate agent will make their commission. It's a win-win-win deal all around.
1: And people always say, "Well, why aren't these people doing it themselves?"
0: It's a cumbersome, you know. In some areas, uh, they they look at the, it's a, maybe a cumbersome process. Mm-hmm. Some of these people just are, it's just not their thing. Like they don't want to get into involved in it. And any they of that might not have
1: the, stuff. Stuff. the money. They may not have the money to invest money in a survey or yeah. any of these kind of things. Yeah.
0: So that, all that stuff comes into play. And it, you don't really even have to figure out like the, the real motivation mm-hmm. why at, at the beginning here. You just need to kind of look for these potential properties that may fit that mold and just make offers.
1: I think a lot of people get hung up on like, well, I wouldn't do that because if it were that easy, these people would be doing it. Like That's what I want to stress is that, that don't get into that mindset. Don't, you know what I mean? You want to be looking at it. There's always opportunity to be found. Yeah. And don't question why someone else isn't taking advantage of that opportunity. Cause we've talked about that before. Yeah. I don't want to sell my car private party. I want to trade it in. Right. I know I can make more money. I don't care. Mm -hmm. And it comes down to this. These people might be like, and the agent might've said, Hey, if you were to split this Mm -hmm. and take 24 Uh, months or, you know, like you got to find someone. They're like, no, I just want to sell it. Just help me listen. And the agent's like, well, I want to make more money. So I'm going to recommend this. Uh don't try to understand other people's reasonings. Just look at it by the numbers and say, can I do this or not?
0: Yep. And and the other thing is, you know, it could be a situation where it's not just that. Maybe the property's got a bunch of trash on it or right. it's completely overgrown. Maybe you just see different ways that you can you can add value to that. and uh, And then you make offers and it's a numbers game. Right. You know, you're only going to get a percentage of those. You may only get one in 20 deals that makes sense, or one in, out, of, out of 20 offers that mm-hmm. you send, but you're going to miss 100% of the shots that you don't take.
1: Right, and it, it's free to write offers.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's free to write offers. So uh, so I think that I know that this would work, and uh, if you put a system in place and you're very, very regimented about like, hey, I'm going to do 10 offers a day, or I'm going to do 20 offers a day, mm-hmm. whatever it is, Like, if, even if you build a team around this or whatever, like you could make that work and you could get a lot of deals i know it you know one of these days i'm going to put together a process for my team to actually do it and prove that it works so
1: in your spare time
0: yeah in my okay. spare time but i know i know that it will work yeah, I so.
1: 100% agree. Because, well, I mean, we already know it works because you've done it before in a mm-hmm. different realm.
0: Right. And that's mm-hmm. with with homes and house flipping. And, and believe it or not,
1: and it's ultra harder. competitive yeah. right
0: now. It was very competitive back then. Maybe not as crazy as, as it is right now, but it was very competitive back then. And I found a lot of good deals for my clients mm-hmm. that way.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think that we went through a lot of them. If you guys have more to add, I would love for you to, to comment. Yeah,
0: yeah, put in the comments. Mm-hmm. What, did, what did we miss?
1: Right. I love hearing more, and if it spurred something, or or you have a question or something, that would be good to know. Um, I don't think we have any questions this week. Yes, we do. Oh, we do. You sent me over questions. I I didn't even see them.
0: Why? Oh, maybe I didn't even send them to you. Should okay. we just skip them? No, I don't want to skip them.
1: Okay, they're good ones. Okay. We have the questions now. And now I know why you don't want to skip these weeks' questions, because you're throwing some bat poop crazy stuff at me today.
0: Yeah, yeah. Boy, don't swear, Heather. Oh,
1: well, I think I did already, but this is hilarious, because I don't normally read them until I read them, and I'm like, whoa, okay. Okay, so Bruce, these are all from our community. Yeah, our Land, Land Conquest, Conquest
0: community. LandConquest.com. Uh, just to, to join, just go to LandConquest.com, press an orange button on there and join.
1: Okay, Bruce, this is a good one. This I have, I have not heard of this before. Bat mitigation. Okay. A seller called about his property and he is interested in selling, but said the state bought an easement some years back for the entire property so that they could plant a thousand trees for bats. It was, do- I feel like you're messing with me like a Halloween. This is, this
0: is a true thing.
1: Okay. It was done as mitigation for a highway the state put in. The property can only be used now for recreation and hunting. Does anyone know how much this devalues the land? I think it's probably 50% less valuable than the other properties.
0: Yes. I, I mean,
1: a, we hear, okay, we know about in Southern California, there's mitigation for frog, some sort of frog.
0: Frogs and wetlands. They do all yeah. kinds of these different things. When they're doing a development or maybe putting in a highway like in this situation, developers or the state or whoever will be required to actually uh
1: secure a like property yeah yeah,
0: secure Mm -hmm. some other property over there that's set aside for that purpose for all time
1: right and it's called mitigation because you're mitigating the damage you're doing to that one by securing another area that can't be used
0: yeah so so in this situation they likely had some sort of highway that was going to go through a big bat habitat Mm -hmm. i would imagine so they had to create another area where they could actually where they could put the bats So anyhow,
1: it's interesting because normally these are done. They buy it outright.
0: Yeah, yeah. A lot of times they'll buy it outright, but this is an easement. Yeah, so this is an easement, meaning it's like a permanent right for the Uh backs to always live there. Basically, what's what's happening. So in this situation, you know, we've bought properties that have had what they call conservation easements Mm -hmm. on them, meaning that it's always going to have to be conserved for one reason or another. And you know, I don't know what the organization was that had the easement on it or whatever, but. But it's essentially, you know, you can't use your land too much. You, you can't you know, there's build a on it. normally. You can't it's build like on big it. Big there's limited purposes. Mm-hmm. You can use it for recreation and, and some things like that. But it's very limited uses. So in this situation, uh, Bruce has the opportunity to buy this property. He's wondering, like, well, how does that change the numbers on the deal? Uh, unfortunately, finding comps for a situation like that right. is not going to exist. So you just have to kind of. Uh, give your best best guess. And he was he was asking his 50%. You know, that, that might be a good ballpark. Mm-hmm. I honestly don't know. And the market's going to tell you exactly. Right.
1: I think I would do the opposite. I would find a trusted agent and say, how much is a property that can only be used for hunting or mm-hmm. whatever you
0: – Recreation. Recreational mm-hmm.
1: use. How much would this be worth? And then right. I would say, okay, I can – You know, and how is it? Is it hard to sell? Like, even if it's worth this, or if you think someone would pay this, is it? Is this going to take me fifteen years to sell, or what? I don't know. Mm -hmm. Is there a need for this? And then I would offer fifty percent of that price, Mm -hmm. as opposed to just fifty percent of the regular. Right. It's messy, though. I don't even know if I would. It's more of
0: a gamble, definitely. It's more of a speculative type thing because you don't have the comps. And an agent, you know, they're going to give you their best guess. But ultimately, they don't have the comps either, no. so they're going to probably have a much better feel of it for sure. But it's more speculative. Uh, I would, I would just kind of err on the side of caution if you're going to buy a property like this. Make sure you get it ultra, ultra cheap, right. and uh, and then yeah, then then. You know, you're rolling the dice. Just know that that's kind of one of your right. speculative type things and you see what happens. But if, you know, you reduce the risk, the cheaper you get it.
1: Right. And the other thing, too, is I don't know if the is it normal in that area to have big force full of bats?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. that might. I be don't know. <laughs> that might
1: that might also cause whatever you're going to use it for not to be. I don't know.
0: You could open up a guano farm.
1: An iguana farm. Guano. I don't know what guano Bat is. shit. Oh, OK. Yeah, that, no. Mm-mm.
0: Is it guana or guano? I
1: don't know, but yeah. like, I think that bats are still kind of that, that like, I don't think I want to be around bats right now. Okay, yeah. Well, but they're cute yeah. little things from far away. Okay, mm-hmm. and they do keep bugs away. Like, they're actually like good okay. for keeping mosquito populations yeah. away. Okay, so David says, selecting the right market for land flipping. Can someone please help me on how I can select the right market, zip codes to find land flipping?
0: Mm-hmm. Yes. This
1: is a, that's a like, woo, Yeah, this thing. is a big,
0: broad thing. Uh-huh. Anyhow. I go into this extensively in our land conquest training program, which is. We need like the
1: ding ding, because yeah, you mentioned. Which my- is at
0: no cost to all of our community members. I mean, obviously, I could talk about some broad things here, but you really need to get into some of the details to figure this out yeah. specifically. I mean, uh, you know, there's tactics like you could do stuff in your backyard, you know, meaning your backyard, meaning like a <sighs> state or maybe a county, counties uh-huh. or whatever that you're familiar with. You could do them in other parts of the country. You could do things that in areas that are. Super, super busy, but you're going to have a lot of competition. Or you could do areas where there's going to be no competition. It's going just, to be easy to get properties, but hard to sell them. Right. Just so. go to
1: Langham Because you go into it, you're not going to be able to do it justice in like the five seconds no. here. Go okay. to that. There's a whole section on that.
0: Yes. Easy. Okay, check it out.
1: Okay, Bergen says, um, anybody flip in Apache County, Arizona, with desert land? I got. You're just really giving me these fun ones today. I got an inbound lead for a desert property in Apache County. Who buys these types of desert properties? Is there anything to hunt, or is this land just for people who to park an RV? Thinking of buying it if it if I get it cheap enough, but not sure what I would even do with it if nobody buys it and I get stuck with it.
0: Okay, so these are called desert squares, and we don't do desert squares. But it's traditionally has been one of those um, type of property types where land investors have been taught over time that like, hey, this is how you get your start in land investing. You you buy these cheap lots for, Mm -hmm. you know, 500 bucks and you sell them for 2000 or you buy them for 500, sell them for 5000, you get a down payment for 500 and you take payments over time, you know. But But the problem is that it's a the reason I don't do it, yeah, it's, of it's a, And if you've ever been out to any of these deserts, like it's as desolate as you can imagine. You might as well be on the surface of Mars. Well, there's I no mean,
1: utilities. It,
0: there's no nothing. There's no It's no extremely cell hot or yeah. extremely cold in, at night. You know, mm-hmm. so and just nothing. And there's no trees. There's no. It just you hunt nothing. cactus if you're lucky. It's nothingness, and uh, so they have a very limited utility. So ultimately, when I'm looking at buying these properties, I kind of look at like the land itself. Like, okay, what could this land be used for? Is it usable for anything? And if it's not, uh, I might as well be buying and selling paper or something like. It just doesn't. It to me, it's like it's. We don't need don't it to
1: do it the old way. We don't right. have to do that. We're not trying to like trade up. Like, you don't have to buy that anymore.
0: Mm-hmm. Right. Exactly. So anyhow, the the thing is too, you're dealing with very small dollars. You're dealing with very, very ultra cheap properties. And you're still selling them pretty cheap, so okay, you may triple your money. You may buy for five hundred and sell for fifteen hundred. That's cool. You make you make a thousand dollars on the deal, right? So you know, if you buy for five hundred, sell for fifteen hundred, you make a thousand dollars, right? But you have time involved getting that deal, doing the paperwork, all these other things. And is it really worth it? I would rather. I would rather you focus on getting some of the higher dollar properties. Say you get a property under contract for fifty thousand and not that you even have to have the money to actually buy that fifty thousand dollar property, you submit it to partner with Pete. We fund the deal, we sell it for 100,000, and then we split that whatever 40,000 that's left between us. We each make 20,000. You didn't have to put any of your own money out of pocket,
1: and you didn't have to buy a square in the middle of the desert, right? That I don't even know if there's a buyer for.
0: There are people that are buying them, but guaranteeing that will will they actually use them? Probably not. Well, because
1: there is people that do accumulate that they buy like outskirts Mm -hmm. because thinking the what is the something progress will hit that? Path
0: of progress, yeah. Right. But but um in some of those areas there's no way the path of progress is ever gonna get there. So <laughs>
1: Pete has has cut off the path of progress.
0: Yeah. So anyhow, that's that's my two cents. I mean, you could dabble in that world and just want to learn how to buy and sell land, but it's really not the same process anyhow, because you're probably not gonna be using a title company to buy or sell these properties. You're just going to be dealing with individuals. And it's it's a completely different deal when you step up to the the, the higher dollar transactions. So
1: Well, thank you for that. Yes. Um, Jack, I appreciate this question. Keep it for yourself, question mark. Has anybody come across a piece of land they like so much that they ended up keeping it for themselves?
0: I hear about land investors that do it all the time. That is
1: why we don't.
0: See them in person,
1: yes, and why um, we're very careful because it, that's very easy to do.
0: Yeah, a lot of these properties uh-huh. are beautiful. When you get the photos back, we're like, oh my gosh, look how nice this property I'm, is. I'm always like, you we... shut it
1: down? Shut it down. <laughs> I know.
0: We should. I mean, we talk about it sometimes like, we should just keep some of these right. properties and just we land t- bank them, you know. Mm-hmm. But we don't. We we we're pretty focused that we sell these properties. I'm not saying it's not going to happen some mm-hmm. s- at some point, but but right now we just kind of look at the big picture and say, okay, we're just going to. Uh, focus on, you know, profiting as much as we can from this business and maybe at some point we'll start accumulating some of these properties. We'll put a plan in place to do that, like accumulating some of these really yeah. nice ones we run across. But
1: I mean if if you have the means to do that and you find a property that speaks to you, go mm-hmm. for it. Yeah. But then just know that that's not a business. That's a right. collection.
0: Right. And and maybe that you know, one property. Maybe it's uh something that maybe you live close to it. Maybe you could do some improvements to the property and maybe you decide to make it a longer-term investment where you're gradually chipping away at some improvements to the property. And maybe you sell it down the road, or maybe you build a home on right. it, or like, you know whatever. There's the case nothing may be. wrong with it. I mean, no. if, if
1: you have the means and you find something, you're like, man, this is amazing. Go. Right. For it. I would rather you regret buying it than regret selling it. Uh-huh. Yeah, kind of, or holding it, as uh-huh. a, you know, because then you can sell it. Uh-huh. Um. But it's just it's not you're going to be in
0: the land flipping business. So like the flipping flip the part land. is actually very important. But
1: and that's why I don't own a vegan chocolate company. I just fit this thing because I would eat all the vegan chocolate. <laughs> oh,
0: yes. I'm sure you would. Heather, No. You're all talk.
1: <laughs> I'll talk while I might if I'm in the right mood. I probably would. But- no, you wouldn't. So, I mean, that's a that's a it's a good question. And it does happen. You, you do. I'm, I lost you in a forest one time.
0: Yeah, you know, we've, we in a rare on a rare occasion we have seen some of our properties. We did a road trip across mm-hmm. the country, and we did stop by some of the properties that we, that we owned, and I was just fascinated. I was like, I didn't want to sell. He anything. just kept
1: going and going. And I was going.
0: like, this is like twenty acres of like forest and and. I was like, we bought this for $45,000 and it was in a great area. And I was like, well, why don't we just keep this? It's got streams going through it. And then I And then I, don't know, I, I just and then was, I was like,
1: we're not stopping at any more of the properties. I, I did. I was like, we're not going. Because I could see that look in your eye. You were like, but the worst part was the car- the girls, they were sitting in the car waiting for you. And they're like, is he coming back? And I thought, oh, gosh, is there something wrong? So I started about to, you know, wander in there. And you emerge from this forest. You're like, I have got pictures. There was a stream. And I was like, we're not going to anymore because. I could I could see it. You're like, I can't sell this property. Yeah. But that's good. That you want the properties that are like that. You mm-hmm. want the properties that someone walks so onto and feels want. enchanted.
0: Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I mean yeah. that's
1: that's how it's supposed to be, but you gotta know your limits. Some people are stronger than us. Yeah. But anyways, this was a great episode.
0: Yeah, it was. It was. Quick recap yeah. of where you can find us. Partner with Pete. You can find me there on Instagram and TikTok, Pete Reese on X uh where else can you find youtube you don't like x uh youtube it's at turning profit so we've got uh, all these podcasts on there we've got our income reports interviews with students partner repeat program the whole uh whole nine yards as they would say on there (laughs) Uh, Landconquest.com is where you find our community turningprofit.com that's where you'll find our income reports that we do every month every month we go through the numbers of our business what we uh, what we took in in profit, what we did in revenue, every single deal that we did, what we bought it for, what we sold it for, all kinds of stuff. It's a wealth of information there, I believe. So anyhow, you can find us everywhere. You can find all kinds of information everywhere. Plus we're on Facebook. we got a Facebook page and all that kind of stuff as well.
1: Awesome. And we can continue the conversation mostly in the community. So yes. if you want more of this, go there right now. Yes. Okay, see ya. All right, thanks. Bye.
0: Bye. Ready to start turning profit yourself? head to turningprofit.com to step up your real estate investing game. See you on the next episode.